Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AEW Dark Elevation. We have Juice Robinson defeated Fuego Del Sol. Uh, during the match, Juice teased taking off Fuego's mask, and then he eventually did and hit his DDT for the win. We have a Ring of Honor Women's Title Eliminator match as Athena defeated Evelyn Carter. Uh, commentary mentions how after her attack from Athena, Yuka Sakazaki has returned to Japan uh, to have further evaluation for her injuries. Athena won the match by submission with a crossface. Lee Moriarty and Big Bill defeated Zack Zilla and Warren Johnson. Um, after Lee and Bill hit a powerbomb, full Nelson combo, and then Zilla and Johnson got a lot, a lot more offense in this match than I would expect, uh, especially on Big Bill. Now the Rose, Marina Shafir, and Emi Sakura defeated Leva Bates, Madison Rain, and Willow Nightingale. Sky Blue and Vicky Guerrero on the outside uh, got involved, but the match ended when Rose hit Bates with the Beast Bomb for the pen. Powerhouse Hobbs destroyed Sal Musket in a little over a minute. Dark Order and the Best Friends defeated Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, Ethan Page, and the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, this match was pretty wild and fast with everybody getting other spots in. The finish came when Ethan Page, after clearly seeing Cassidy trying to tag out to him, stepped off the apron to attempt the Matt Hardy on the floor instead. This caused the Best Friends to hit the strong zero on Cassidy as Trent Beretta gets the pin. And in the main event here, Lucha Brothers defeated Ari Davari and Tony Nese. Uh, Tony Schiavone replaced Paul White in this match uh, to do commentary with Matt Menard. Pent the pen's niece after they hit the double team Fear Factor. This is the Lucha Brothers' first straight-up tag team match in AEW since October. On AEW Dark, Matt Seidel defeated Slim J. This match was surprisingly very long, a bit over 10 minutes, which is a marathon in AEW Dark standards. But it was good. It ended with Seidel fighting off the Trustbusters at the Lightning Spiral for the win. Trustbusters attacked Seidel after the match until Top Flight and A.R. Fox came out for the save, so I'm sure we'll be getting an eight-man tag pretty soon. Julia Hart defeated Devil and Macabre, uh, easily by submission with the Heartless. The Workhorseman defeated Oliver Sawyer and Jay Malachi with J.D. Drake into the pin on Malachi after an Enziguri flatliner combo. We get this mysterious short video promoting QTV is coming soon. They didn't say much else, but I'm going to guess this has to do with QT Marshall. The Renegades defeated Lizzie and Peyton Blair. Excalibur and Taz were totally checked out of this match, talking about the Three Stooges and Larry Zabisco as uh, Charlotte Renegade gets a pin after hitting a Spinebuster combo. Rohit, Raju, and Giorgio kind of promo said that they formed a new alliance. Preston Vance defeated Blanco Loco. So Vance has this thing where he seals the mask after he beats the Luchadors and he kind of carries him off, uh, carries him with him when he comes to the ring. And he did the same thing to Loco after beating him with the Discus Lariat. Uh, Taz teased Excalibur that he was going to have Vance go after Excalibur next, and he, of course, said no. Tony Deppin defeated Caleb Conley after hitting an elbow strike to the back of the head. The Iron Savages defeated Chris Sanson and Terry Kidd with Bronson getting a pin after hitting a splash off of Boulder's shoulders. And Jojo and Rohit Raju defeated Dale Springs and Bryce Cannon. Uh, Joel hit a pump kick on Springs for the pin, and commentary made fun of Springs and his golf gimmick the entire match. Emmy Sakura defeated Billy Stark. Sakura with a new darker music sounding like a Final Fantasy villain. Another great match here with Sakura hitting the Moonsault Press for the win. Brady Booker defeated Dak Draper. Booker is the former Bodie Hayward from NXT, uh, having his first match outside of WWE. And he gets a submission win with a torture rack, looking a little like uh, Lex Luger. This guy looks like a combination of Bo Dallas, Lex Luger, and uh, Billy Gunn. So if the Guns need to form a trio, so they can uh, have a Brady Booker gun here. The Wingmans, Peter Avalon, Ryan Nunnup, and Cesar Bononi defeated Jay Marti, Jared Diaz, and Richard Donis with Avalon getting the pin after a top rope splash. Jeff Cherry and Satnam Singh defeated the boys easily with Singh hitting a, door, a double choke slam to both of the boys. And in the main event here to finally end off AEW Dark's marathon, Trent Beretta defeated Tony Nese. They had a very cool video package showing their history together as a tag team before and why they broke up and what led to this match. And the match was really good as uh, Beretta hit the crunchy for the win. We go to Impact Wrestling, and before the Impact, Diana Perrazzo defeated Steph Delander by submission with the Fujiwara armbar. Giselle Shaw came out after and attacked Diana. Giselle tried to toss a bowl of chili to Diana, but she dodged it, and it went on Jay uh, Vidal instead. 
On the main show, Kushida defeated Chris Bay. Great match here with Kushida rolling up Bay for the pin in the ending sequence. Uh, Santino Morello tried to have a sit-down with Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray and suggested that they have a busted open lie with them too. And, and Dave LaGreca had no surrender. Dreamer was willing to work together, but Bully just told Dreamer he needs to leave Impact. Santino got them to agree to do this busted open lie, which will happen. And then next week, they're going to have a beat-the-clock challenge, um, and whoever gets a better time gets to go first on the busted open live show. We have a no-surrender qualifying match as Steve Macklin defeated Rhino as a hit on the wake-up call, which is Rhino's tag team partner Heath is finisher. Backstage, Master Slamovich told Mickey James she wants her to be front row to watch her match tonight. Uh, so the Johnny Swinger had a mystery opponent handpicked by Zicky Dice, who's supposed to be somebody who's going to be easily beatable, someone who has a worse record than Swinger, and it ended up being Barry Horowitz. Yes, that Barry Horowitz. Um, but he actually won, because as Swinger was about to hit the neckbreaker, the demon, yes, WCW Kiss demon comes out and distracts Swinger. So Horowitz rolls up Swinger for the win. Moose backstage tells Giamello that he was going to get even with Joe Henry. We didn't see Moose start smashing the car he thought was Henry's car, but it was actually Santino's car instead. Santino gets pissed and made a match for No Surrender between Henry and Moose in a dot combat match. A, we get another No Surrender qualifying match as Heath defeated Eddie Edwards. PCO's entrance started playing and flickering his lights. Uh, that distracted Edwards as Heath hit him with a wake-up call for the win. And then PCO appeared and took out Edwards, but Edwards was able to escape before there was any further attack. Diener told Callahan that they will fight Frankie Kazarian and Yui Ramor next week. Father James Mitchell the Hex, that they'll be the next knockout tag team champions after Mitchell said they'll have to leave the Hex for now, so I'm not sure if he's going to NWA or what. Masha Slamovich defeated Alicia easily and quickly with the snowplow. Mickey James was in commentary for this, and then Masha kept attacking Alicia after until James ran in to save her, just for Masha to choke out Mickey. You know, on this whole um, Mickey James, um, Mercedes Monet, I guess, back and forth on Twitter, I wouldn't be surprised if they had this match at the um, the Las Vegas show, the New Japan versus. Um, uh, Impact, like, multiverse show. I can definitely see this being a, a match for that. Back to Impact. Crazy Steve challenged Trey Miguel to a Monsters Ball match for next week. Santino and Dirty Dango make the match for no surrender official between Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bailey and say next week they will team up and face Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, Barry Horowitz walks in and says that since he's on a winning streak, he wants to continue to get a title shot with uh, 50 wins. And as Santino proposes to him, it's a good idea to fight Rhino next week. And Horowitz says, uh, never mind, he'll stick with his own his own. And he leaves. In the main event here, Rich Swan defeated Kenny King. Very good match here with a bit of back and forth at the end until Swan rolled up King for an out-of-nowhere win. Uh, King gets mad and attacks Swan after as he tried to use the chair. Josh Alexander runs out and took it away from him just for Swan to superkick Alexander by accident. MLW Fusion uh, postponed again two weeks in a row. I'm not sure what's going on, but Rich's MLW Underground started. Fusion has been MIA. Um, so it's been two weeks now with no episode. If anybody knows any information, please let me know. But we do get Tuesday's AW Underground. And the show starts with uh, some footage of real one on the parking lot getting run over by a car just to see that it was Mance Warner who actually took him out. Sam Adonis, who sees uh, Duran, head to the ring where Duran offers 1 million pesos to whoever could defeat Adonis. And out came Calvin Tankman as EJ and Duke join commentary. And Sam Adonis defeated Calvin Tankman after hitting a low blow and a 450 splash. Um, and then Adonis asked for a title shot and called out Davey Richards, who along with Azteca Lucha beat down on Richards until John Hennigan... Uh, a.k.a. Johnny Fusion, a.k.a. Johnny Underground, a.k.a. Johnny whatever show you're watching, uh, a.k.a. Johnny Shot in the Dark, that should be my name. He runs out with a chair just to take out Richards out with it and aligning himself with Duran and Azteca Lucha, which should have been expected as Ty Valkyrie is with him as well. The Billington Bulldogs defeated the FBI's Little Guido and Ray, J uh, Ray Jazz with a double-team spinebuster dropkick combo. Alex Hammerstone cut a promo saying that Jacob Fatu is still the same person he was when he was a Contra unit and he's not fooling anyone. Davey Richards challenges John Hennigan uh, for next week and sees Duran makes it official. We had a promo from Jacob Fatu saying that he's cashing in his title shot at Super Fight against Hammerstone. We had a little package here that was called 
MLW All Access, a uh, very similar sounding title as AEW has just announced a show with the same title. And in the main event here, Alex Hammerstone defended the World Heavyweight Championship against Yamato from Dragon Gate, uh, hitting the Pendulum Bomb in a really good main event. I wish it was a little bit longer. And then one of the calling card guys comes out in a gas mask and gives a box to Hammerstone. And when he opens it up, it's an octopus. So my first thought was, oh boy, this has, is he going to eat it? But my second thought was Jonathan Gresham. Uh, is he possibly come to MLW to fight Hammerstone? Because I can see that being a pretty big uh, main event. And after the match, Jacob Fatu comes out, and him and Hammerstone get into a brawl to end the show. On Women of Wrestling, the Mother Truckers defeated BK Rhythm and Robbie Rocket after hitting a stunner and Sling Blade at the same time. Rocket tried to rap like Rhythm before the match. Um, she was significantly on the same level. Vicky Lynn McCoy defeated Steffi Slays after catching her off the ropes into a Blue Thunder Bomb. This was Slays' first match since December. Leia McCoa defeated Wrecking Ball with the Coconut Crusher in a qualifying match to enter the gauntlet for the new Women of Re- oh, Wrestling Champion. And in the main event here, Chainsaw defeated Candy Crush after Crush knocked Chainsaw out with a punch, but she fell on top of her for the pin. Holly Dead and Siren the Voodoo Doll were both banned from ringside for this match. Uh, NWA USA, we had a NWA Women's TV Title Tournament qualifying match as Taya Valkyrie defeated Genocide after hitting Road to Valhalla. Chris Silvio cut a promo on behalf of Jax Dane and Blake Troop saying that they're going to go after the U.S. Tag Team titles. Joe Alonzo introduces Jamie Stanley as his new business partner. Uh, Magic Jake Dumont defeated Mercurio. Natalia Markova gets kicked out before the match because she doesn't have a manager's license, but CJ gets involved and slaps Mercurio into a tombstone by Dumont for the pen. May Valentine interviewed Kenzie Page, who said that she's letting Roxy get some shine and go after the tag team titles on power with Ella MVB and officially introduced to, to her sister Kylie Page to NWA. Uh, we get a U.S. tag team title match as a country gentleman defeated Rush Freeman and Brady Pierce of the Spectaculars, but not before the fixtures come out and steal the old set of tag team titles that the country gentleman still had for some reason. On NWA Power, Mims and Dak Draper defeated Blunt Force Trauma by DQ after Aaron Stevens in the corner knocked Mims out with a loaded glove. Dak Draper got furious after yelling at Stevens. May Valentine interviewed Tyrus and Tom Latimer. Latimer said that he has Red Titus next week, while Tyrus says that he's got his eyes on EC3 and Black Cheese. Jamie Stanley interrupts Kerry Morton and says that his new associate Joe Alonzo wants a junior heavyweight title shot, and Morton said that Alonzo will have to prove himself by beating someone of his choosing first. We get a national title match as Sion versus Kratos went to a 10-minute time limit draw. Matt Cardona defeated Odinson after distracting a referee and smashing Odinson's purpose canister on his head and then pins him. After the match, Cardona challenges Bully Ray, who ends up coming out. Cardona says it kills Bully Ray that he hasn't been NW World Champion like he has, and Cardona says if Bully Ray wants to fight him, he has to get through Mike Knox first. Ella Envy and Roxy of Pretty Empowered defeated the Renegade Twins to win the tag team titles after the Renegade Twins just won a debut preview last week. Uh, when Roxy rolled up Robin Renegade while holding the tights to win the titles, but after the match, Maddie and Missa Kate, who had uh, Champion Series title shots from winning a couple weeks ago, decided to cash in their title shot. And within 30 seconds, Maddie hits a reality check on Roxy as they now win the tag team championship. So we have two sets of title changes on this one show. On NXT Level Up, we have Eddie Thorpe, the former Carl Fredericks from New Japan Strong, makes his debut in NXT, defeated Dante Chan, commentator brought up his time in Japan a bit, and then Thorpe headed in Paler DDT to get the pin. Zion Quinn defeated Oba Femi with a flying forearm, but commentary brought it up that it's uh, red that Quinn fights people bigger than him, as he did tonight. In the main event, Ivy Now and Valentina Feroyce, um, Nile gets the win here after Electra Lopez makes her way down towards the end and caused a little bit of a distraction to Valentina, but she was able to roll through uh, into a Dragon Sleeper by uh, Ivy Nile until Valentina taps out. On WWE Main Event, this was actually the show that I attended. In Brooklyn, we had Braun Breaker defeated Akira Tozawa with a press into a power slam, and Wendy Chu defeated Dana Brooke. A bit of comedy spots here back and forth with Wendy's pillow at the end until she shoved it into Brooke to roll her up for the pen. In the WWE Network editions of the week, we have WXW, the 22nd anniversary show, as well as 10 episodes of WWF Championship Wrestling from 1980. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. <laughs>